Hello and welcome to the One Wrestling Podcast, the one only wrestling podcast on the internet. I'm your host TJ, aka Aspier, and with me is my co-host Caitlin. Hi everybody. Each episode we pick some shows or big topics in the world of wrestling to discuss. This week is episode 73 and we'll be discussing all three nights of Noah Step Forward 2022. And uh, yeah, we making y'all wait a little bit for this one, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, we're just uh, lazy, <laughs> lazy watchers, I guess. Well, and plus... The day we normally record Monday, it was Valentine's Day. It didn't like I knew Valentine's Day was coming up, but I, it didn't connect with me. And then this lady over here had jury duty on the same week, so we were just like, you know what, just chill out. We'll pretty re- much we'll record, we'll record. <laughs> and doesn't help. I didn't realize all Japan was going to be airing live when I like I didn't think it was going to, but apparently all those were live. I mean, they're kind of nothing shows anyway. I think yeah, pretty for the most part, yeah. So honestly. We probably had more to talk about than I thought we would, but just didn't end up watching it. And we were going to talk about New Japan this uh, this podcast for like the first. Well, we talked we about Wars Kingdom. But, you talk about that, but that was a while ago. But yeah, yeah. we were going to talk about the shows this weekend, which I've heard really good things about, which is we'll rare. We'll still watch them, uh, yeah. For New Japan lately, to be honest. Oh, yeah, I know. But uh, my boy, Sonata, Wrestle yeah! 1. Wrestle 1 with all the belts. And, not all the belts, but we racking up belts here in, New, in Japan. Sonata got the U.S. title. Kai got the Dreamgate. Ashino got the fucking All Japan tag. Seiki had the junior tag before he got injured. <laughs> anyway, I know that annoyed a lot of people. I'm sure that's not a has the title. And if you're still annoyed by that, get a grip. I'm curious what they're gonna do with him. Hopefully, uh, they send him over to Mister over to Dynamite. I'd like to be funny to see who he'd face over there. But no, nah, it's weird to see him finally have a belt after what, like six or seven years in New Japan. <laughs> Uh, Sonata ever went to AEW, he just needs to have more himbo battles, so, uh, him versus Wardlow win. But, uh, we're not gonna talk about that, though, just cause we were just get, trying to get through these shows, honestly, cause we put them off for so long. Yeah. I do wanna watch it, though, cause I really wanna watch Naito and Okada, cause that's not, mm-hmm. I mean, those, that's th- always they're always good, great. Yeah. I'll I, watch it. I don't we'll know it. how it's gonna be with a clap crowd, to be honest, but, I mean, I'm not someone of the people that, like, oh, it's clap crowds, so it's automatically bad, but it is gonna be weird without that having like with those two not mm. having a clap crowd or without having a real crowd i should say but i heard everything everything went good like i haven't heard any of the bad things about it to be honest so oh yeah that no so looking forward to that but uh say we didn't watch a whole lot of wrestling but i actually did a little bit i um i, wa- I was caught up in stardom january a little bit i'm still very far behind so i haven't watched any of their february shit but uh Pretty much, just, like I said, skimmed through the start of their uh, January stuff. Nothing really crazy, must-see, other than, like, their big show at the end of the month. But there was, like, a Queen's Quest or DDM tag that I mean evented one night, which was pretty good. I forget what the date was, so I would just look it up, honestly. <laughs> but it was, it was really good. Like, it's not, like, anything you need to go out your way to see, honestly, yeah. but I enjoyed it. There's also a tag a tag title match between Ali Kaba and FCW was definitely worth checking out. It was awesome. But really, like I said, the final show at the end of the month is really up there as... Um, one of my favorite shows this year so far. Their 11th anniversary show from Nagoya on January 29th. Like, every match on the card was good to great. Though, I didn't watch the dark match opener, but that kind of got messed up anyway because a couple people got pulled for COVID reasons. But, uh... Yeah, the tag title match between FWC and Himika and Maiko is, like, my personal match of the night. FWC is, like, my favorite tag team going right now, like, so far this year. I think they've had more chances to showcase themselves compared to a lot of other teams so far. Helping, like I said, it helps they have had two tag title matches already. But yeah, they were great, and honestly, everything from that match on was great, including another fucking draw between uh, Julie and Mayu. Um, surprisingly, Stardom it worked. is the promotion of draws now. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> like, if there's not at least one draw, I'm kind of shocked. But uh, main event was also an uh, excellent showcase for Mirai. Like, I wasn't sure how she'd fit in Stardom. I'm still a little unsure even after this match, uh, I'll be honest. But I think she really uh, showed out here. Great match from her. Like, really, match made me wish Konami was, like, wasn't gone from stardom yet. Because I think her and Mirai would have a fucking awesome oh, match. Be, so yeah, they'd be pretty cool together. But, interesting to see what she does. But uh, she looked great here. Her and Siri worked really uh, well I together. I feel like I haven't heard much about her since this match, actually. Pretty much, yeah. She hasn't, so, yeah, there you go. Doesn't help DDM keeps adding, like, 50 members that every is, show. That's also very true. But, while we're talking about stardom, though, uh, big news is Kyrie's finally back. That much, everyone was speculating i don't think anyone wanted to like believe it was gonna happen until it actually happened i honestly didn't want it because i wanted to laugh at stardom fans so i didn't get to do that so that fucking sucked but she looks great oh she's jacked as fuck i I love it 
I was like, hell yeah, this is the Kari I like, but, well, I liked her anyway, but, yeah, that's the kind of Kari I like to see. But, uh, she's still freelance. She's not signed to stardom. She's Love just that. booked for some of their shows, which a lot of people are already, like, trying to book her into factions and shit, and I'm just like, no. I'm like, stop. Yeah, they're trying to book her into factions or her having her own faction, you know, like, because her Natsu, Poi, or whatever, I don't fucking remember what her name is, but. <laughs> yeah, but, like, yeah. it's like. If she's gonna like, if she's gonna sign, obviously she'll join a faction. But I'm like, if she's getting freelance or just working shows. There's yeah. literally no reason for her to join a faction, honestly. And I'm glad she is keeping her options open. I'd like to see her in other promotions still. Bitch, you are going Tokyo Joshi. I don't give a fuck. But Ellen also got, like I said, got Kyrie jacked, and we got Tommy short hair <laughs> again. I'm I'm living my best life right now. Everyone else is, but me, I guess. I don't know. I don't. Know, I, I like her new hair, but. Uh, that's really all the stardom talk, really. But, uh, watched a little bit of Big Japan. Like, I watched the, uh, strong title match between Okabayashi and Nomura. Uh, must, like, honestly must watch stuff, but anything Nomura singles matches, really, to be honest. Honestly, like, I was borderline more match of the year contender, but I, I didn't go quite that far. It's still great, just, I kind of, I don't know, it wasn't as where I expected to be. Like, like, it was still fucking great. Just a shame about the result, even. Uh, like, I like Okabayashi, uh, too, but I'm just like... They're already gonna rehash the same match they rerun, like, five times per year anyway. Yeah. You already yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and I did watch night one of Strong Climb. Like, all the tournament matches on that show were good. But if you have to watch anything, it's the main event between uh, Kamatani and Nomura. Again, I was talking about, no, like, Nomura's as much watch if you ever, if you get access to his matches, since Big Japan's kind of weird about uh, which it makes tape sometimes. I haven't gotten to watch much more of uh, Strong Climb yet, unfortunately, but the winner doesn't get me too excited to go exactly, through the rest. Exactly, like that's what I'm like, mm. about. like, I love Sakamoto too, but this man don't need to be keep one and stuff for now. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, they really love their Okabayashi and, um, yeah, Sakimoto matches, and I'm like, I, I, I get it, but come on, man. <laughs> At least try something different. Like, they're kind of pushing younger talent yeah, more yeah, recently yeah. For, like, for once. Like, Nomura's title reign, Kam- or uh, Nakanoe's title reign. Chris's little stint with the title, Kota Sakafuda winning the junior titles. Like, they're, they're kind of working towards the young guys, finally, but then they right back to Okabayashi and Takimoto for the 50th time. So, I don't know. It's Big Japan. Uh, let's see, I watched Takataichi Mania 3, at least. I watched the main event with between Doki and Taichi off of others' recommendations. It definitely more than lived up to the hype. Like, by far the best Doki performance I've seen, other than, like, the really... Other than, like, this really uh, rough dive early on in the match that kind of knocked him loopy, I felt so like, but uh, I love the story in this. Taichi only being able to beat him due to his power of, of of being a heavyweight, which the commentary kept putting over, like, pretty much throughout the match. And I love the involvement of uh, Doki's past being there, including Milano getting involved and the one uh, woman who, uh, like, took care of him in Mexico. I forgot what her name was, but she was there and, like, cheering him on and, like, how she was kind of checking up on him after that rough dive, but... Yeah, definitely recommend checking that out. It's on New Japan World, I think. Yeah, it should be. I don't know. We don't have it. But, uh, All Japan, like we were talking earlier, uh, not a whole lot going on in All Japan right now, honestly. But at least we checked out the show with the uh, junior title match and the tag title match preview singles matches. Uh, I thought the show was pretty much fine for a house show. I don't know if you really enjoyed it more than me. That All Japan show uh, we watched. It was okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> like honestly, like the best match on the show for me was the second match on the card between Sato and Natsuki. Yep. I love that match, but I hate the result. <laughs> like, really, what was the fucking point of Natsuki trying to make a challenge if he's just gonna be made to look like a geek and then people skip the line ahead of him for challenges like repeatedly? So, like, if he hadn't made that challenge in Cork and all, it wouldn't be as frustrating as it is to try and yeah. really stupid stuff like this. But anyway, the match is awesome, and I definitely check that out. The junior title match between Sugi and Andy Wu was uh, fine, was aggressively fine. I did. Yeah. It was okay. That's a good way of putting it. Aggressively fine. <laughs> and felt like they were like pacing it like a sixteen-minute match when it only went half that time. Like it was really slow. Never really kicked into first, ge- like in a second gear. And then it just ended. I much preferred Atsuki and Sato, to be honest. Mm. Uh, Kuma and Swama was the better of the two singles matches for the preview tag stuff, in my opinion. Like, I liked the brawling on the outside, and it felt like more of a, had more energy to it than the Doi and Ashina match, which mm-hmm. was, like, they were both pretty good. It's just, I definitely preferred Kuma yeah, and Swama, personally. Yeah. Sucks it wasn't clean, but I guess I should have figured that that was going to happen since it was Suama, but it is what it is. 
And let me uh, rest my my talking oh. voice here for a minute. I know you did watch something I didn't watch, which was I uh, did. What was it? Uh, the Freedom's title match. Yeah, it was uh, Arena Yamashita versus Jun Kasai from January third, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was on the treadmill. It was cardio day, and I was just like, I didn't really want to listen to the music the whole time. So I was like, let me finally put on a match that I've been meaning to watch. Um, finally happened, and definitely definitely worth the wait, worth the watch for sure. I mean, just seeing their names alone pretty much uh, guarantees at least a good match, but definitely thought this was a pretty great match. Uh, crowd was definitely really into it. There's definitely uh, quite a few grass, or not grass, gasps out loud, so, you know, when the, the clap crowd is kind of like, oh shit, I actually heard the audience do something. Kind of shocking, but uh, uh, there was one spot, always kind of pop for these spots, where, like, they put the shards of glass into the other wrestler's mouth, and oh, they yeah. punch him, and I fucking love that shit. Yeah, that's obviously what Kasai did to Yamashita at one point, and I was just fucking living for it. Uh, there was another point where Kasai tried to slam Yamashita through the glass pane, and it didn't break. And I was like, I don't know if that's worse than it breaking. Because, like, all you hear is, like, a dunk. And, mm. like, that was another part where the crowd gasped, and honestly, I gasped, too. <laughs> I was on the tremble. I was like, oh, God, what the hell? But no, definitely thought it was a pretty pretty great match. Um, we we still haven't seen Kasai when he won the title. No, we still need to watch. Okay, Christmas. <laughs> all right. So at least I saw his first defense there. So pretty great stuff. Um, I definitely hope to see Rena back in the title picture again. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's funny to watch myself. It's on YouTube, so it's easy to watch. I just need exactly, to that's why I did it. it. <laughs> Maybe when we catch up on grade, I'll watch it. Or oh yeah, or I'll just watch. Or I'll watch it on the treadmill one day. We'll see you guys. Mm. But uh, I guess we got to talk, talk about a little bit of uh, American wrestling we watched this past uh, couple weeks, which one of the things was last night was uh, Impact No Surrender. Kind of watched it. I wasn't really paying full attention, to be honest. But The first match was all you needed to pay attention to. Honestly. It was a four-way match, X-Vision number contender match with like Chris Bay, Mike Bailey, Ace Austin, and Jake something. Kicked that ass. Alone, yeah, I was say, that kicked so much ass. I don't love Jake winning, but... Uh, I didn't like that choice is, like, either. And I definitely don't like the choice of Ace being pinned again. But, but I mean, everyone in the match is a good roster, so you can't really go wrong exactly, with who yeah. you picked. Honestly. And this did kind of lead to uh, Mike Bailey and Ace Austin forming a tag team for a little bit Which at least, so, so I'm, I'm all for that. Oh. Uh, I will never understand the hype around Jonah, I'll be quite honest. Like, his match with Tarus was kind of just not there, good, really. Yeah. Like, not, I wouldn't say it was not it good. It was better than his other match we saw. It's like, I, I watch his matches and I just, I don't know, they're, they're fine. I don't, f- I've seen better uh, I guess, like, bigger wrestlers. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's I just like, know. he doesn't do anything for yeah. me, really. But if you like him, that's cool, I guess. I never really got He doesn't in... seem like bad. Yeah, like, I don't, think he, I don't think he's a bad wrestler or anything. He's just it's not just, for me. Yeah. It's, for us, I guess. I really down there, yeah. <laughs> there you go. And that's okay. Uh, Jay, and, uh, Eric Young, Jay White and Eric Young was kind of just there for me. It People... was okay, even on paper. I was not excited for that. People seem to like this a lot. Really? But honestly, I like this. Nobody on my time I was watching it, really, except for me. Pretty much. <laughs> But, uh, well, you know, until later, then I kind like, I'll talk about it in a minute, but I kind of liked uh, Trent and Trent, uh, like Jay and Trent more on Dynamite or Rampage than this. Like they that was, that was good too, but I don't know. Anyway, uh, not a whole lot else on this show, honestly. Like, it's cool to see, uh, Miranda Alize challenge for the ROH title again, considering she was like in the finals for the original title. The match was not, I don't know, I wasn't paying It's attention. a Deanna match. What the hell do you expect from it? Uh, let's see, we got Bullet, Bullet Club Civil War 69 started here with uh, Jay White kicking out G.O.D., so excited for more of that, I guess. I <laughs> sure. love the Tonga Loa was basically teasing the control your narrative type shit. I was like, please don't. I hope he goes to EC3 shit. That'd be so fucking funny. Like, my God. Free agent just to go to that. Okay. I, I cannot wait for this new, this, this promotion to start. This shit is gonna be a fucking disaster. Supposedly he's gonna have a TV deal or whatever. Okay, whatever. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I will watch this first episode, because I just want to see how fucking awful it is. I want to see who they get. I feel like... I already know. You can already, you can already tell who they have. They have some people, and then they keep posting it, yeah. How much you want to bet this is where The Fiend shows up, finally? If this is where The Fiend shows up, I will... I, that would be the perfect... I would perfect. actually laugh. I'd love that. I'd love the chaos that would bring. And, uh, anyway, back to this Impact show. Uh, Eddie Edwards turned on Impact and joined the ROH goons in, ROH, in Impact, so that was something... People like this match a lot too. I wasn't what really match? the main event with like um They like that shit. I think a lot of people like that match. 
I haven't. I honestly wasn't paying attention during. I was kind of. It's a giant tag. I don't really care. And honestly, the fucking angle was so they painfully off. They telegraphed that Eddie shit with like, like backstage holy shit. Holy shit! I was like, how did the commentators even act surprised? I'm like, I. But yeah, it was a far cry from the last Impact show we watched. I was actually pretty good. This one's just. I do recommend checking out the four way main like opener like we were talking about, just because it's. It's just nice to see Mike Bailey on TV. That's it really cool. is. He's oh. really been great in both things we've seen him in from Impact. Mm-hmm. I, I've I, heard he's had really great matches. It's just, yeah. I just, I, I just can't <laughs> be bothered to watch Impact TV. Honestly. Like, not even, like, I've heard it's better now. At least a little bit better. Just cause, like, Dude, they, it's like on too, YouTube, we don't get access. So I'm like, I'm not bothering. Yeah, I'm, like, it's too much. I'm not bothering to do on my Thursday nights. Yeah, uh, too. Yeah, like, <laughs> shit, we barely watch Rampage most of the time. And I, I, I like AEW. But, uh, but it's just like the night, like the, the, the I don't time like I watching just... it shit at 10. And I'm like, it's like if they put Hook on, they don't put them on until like halfway through and I'm like about to pass out. So no. That's why I loved uh, Rampage this past week. Seven, it was at seven. I'm like, I Thank wish you, they NBA. would do this, man. I wish Thank they would you. go to this all the time. But I know Honestly, they, they should go earlier, but they won't. So At least like, I, they should just run against SmackDown. Like, um, what's the fucking problem? Like, I, it's not like. Rampage draws millions of viewers anyway, so I don't really get the... It's still more than what they typically get on fucking um, TBS or whatever, TNT. I don't even know damn channels anymore. <laughs> but anyway, like we were talking about AEW, uh, talk a little bit about the Dynamites and Rampages or whatever from the past couple weeks. Oh, Lord. Woo. Actually had a lot of good shit on Dynamite and Rampage. Honestly, yeah. Like, we had Keith Lee's debut. He was just fucking throwing around fucking was... Cassidy around the ring. It was Isaiah Cassidy, right? Yeah. I knew it was one of the private party guys. I can remember which one. I do remember him fucking screaming and getting tossed around the ring. Like we, I think I don't know if we talked about it on here or not. Because I think we might have get announced when we weren't recording that like as soon as they announced like oh Isaiah Cassidy for someone a new ba- new debut signee, I kind of like penciled in Keith because I think Cassidy was a great guy to pair up against Keith Lee in his debut. Just somebody could throw around and yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm not super excited about him in AEW to be honest. Like he came off as a star. He looks good in the match, but it's like, I don't know, Keith Lee's never been a guy for me that, that I enjoy. Like, I like him, but he's not like, I think a lot of people see more in him than not, I see in him, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Is he almost like another Jonah situation, but Keith Lee actually is better? Oh, yeah, not, it's not quite the same thing. I think Keith Lee's a much better wrestler than Jonah, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think part of my problem with Keith Lee is his promo style. I hate it. It's awful, honestly, in my opinion, but I don't know, he just... Constantly saying big words and shit for no reason. Like I know that's how he talks actually. Oh so it's God. but it's, I don't know. It's just it's just weird. But anyway, um, what else was on this? Uh, had a fucking awesome tag match with FTR and versus that Mox and Punk. That was so fucking good. It had no right to be that good. FTR is so much better. Like it's like random singles guys rather than like They're, tag title. Like they tag are teams. better when they. I think that's part of it. But then I also think it's because those two are more of their style. When they had to try to, like, work with Lucha Bros, who are definitely still more the Lucha style, I don't think it works at all for them. And that's pretty much why I dislike their matches so much, because the, they they don't, I don't know, they don't really take to that different type of style too well. Like, if it's not their kind of match, then I genuinely don't think it's going to be that great. But this one was this one was really great just because you had two fucking awesome guys against each other. You had a uh, Hangman defending... In a bloody match against Lance Archer. Also really good. That was way better than I expected it to be, to be honest. Like, I know Lance is good at these kind of, like, plunder brawls, because it's basically his match in AEW is these kind of Texas death matches or whatever. But, yeah, I did, really didn't expect this to be as good as it was, mm-hmm. honestly. The Hangman Hangman's is killing it this year. Run, yeah. like, I, and he's still somehow kind of underrated, I think. Well, it's like he's not, like, the main player on yeah. Dynamite, really, anymore. Mm-hmm. Or, like, he won the title, and he's kind of more of a secondary character, it feels like. I think, yeah, I think that's what it is, yeah. Like, it feels like... I don't know. It's... I don't know. With his upcoming feud, I'm like, oh, okay. Never like, it kind of feels like the main storyline in Dynamite right now is MJF and Punk. It's not th- any that thing Hangman's doing. We gotta talk about that, don't we? Fuck. <laughs> I'm not really. I don't care. Okay, thank God. I don't want to. But I maybe it'll become more of the main storyline now that he actually has his pay-per-view challenger in Adam Cole, seems like. So the next week and the week, like the next two weeks and then the pay-per-view, I guess, they'll kind of make him more of like a focal point of the show, but... It doesn't feel like Hangman's been a focal point of the show, especially since the Brian match. Mm. But I don't know. We'll see. Either way, I'm loving Hangman's run. He's fucking like up there for like one of my favorite wrestlers so far this year. Mm. 
Yeah, Jay White debuting on that same show, and then had a really in good a backstage, backstage segment. That was such a weird way to debut. That was him, so. Honestly. That was honestly such a last minute grab. I swear. Well, I think Tony pretty much said it was. Oh yeah, I know. Just because of the Forbidden Door shit, and he was like, "Well, I guess I actually have to get someone that would quote unquote technically come through the door, but whatever." Yeah, I think it's something like he was like talking about the Forbidden Door, and I think he was more talking about Keith Lee. He was, yeah. But everyone obviously thinks Keith like Forbidden Door, it's fucking New Japan or whatever bullshit. Can we just retire this phrase? I'm begging. This term is so bad. Like I've gotten to the point I've just muted it on Twitter. I can't anymore. So stupid. But either way, if that mistake got us JY on Dynamite, I'm wait for that because I've not seen him wrestle really since Wrestle Kingdom with Ibushi. Because I, I'm sorry, I'm not watching strong. Like I, I even if it's I, good, I, I see hear it's good. So many compliments, and I'm like, I don't care really. I, I just can't be bothered. No. I'm sorry. Sorry. I, there are stuff like I see matches announced, and I'm like, oh, that sounds really good, but I'm just like. Damn it, it's force strong. It, I force myself to sit down and watch it. Like, yeah. they're doing, like, uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Garcia versus uh, Yuma. Or oh, yeah, 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 Umura. Umura, that's it. I don't know what I'm saying, but yeah, like, that sounds fucking awesome. I want to watch that, You're but so I'm just right. like, I don't know. Anyway, I'm just happy to see Jay in front of crowds that can react. I'm so glad he's just rest. I can watch him wrestle. And uh, he had a really good match with Trent, as I was talking about a little bit earlier on Rampage. Kind of felt like a. Uh, a G1 match on, like, some random house, not some random show, and, like, middle of the tour on, like, a third match of the show kind of deal. Like, it wasn't anything spectacular or anything, but it's just weird seeing Trent wrestle, like, a New Japan style for the first time in a little bit, because he definitely wrestles differently in New Japan versus all, or, yeah, all Japan. New Japan versus AEW, I think. And then uh, this past week, you had Brian and uh, Lee Moriarty having a killer Fucking match. Sick, man. And the angle with Mox, after, Mox and Daniel afterward was great. Seems like we're going to get that on the pay-per-view, like those two feasting off and then mm. probably teaming up afterwards. Hopefully we still get this faction or whatever they were talking about. God, please. But either way, I'm still I'm down for our Daniel and uh, our Brian and uh, Mox match. Sounds sick. And then I had a pretty good match between Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. Finishing off, setting up uh, Thunder versus Britt. You think uh, Thunder wins? She's fucking better. I think she will, too. Like, Britt's had this title for a while had this title for, yeah, I was going to say. She's solidified herself enough. Just give it to the Thunder, man. And Thunder's really, like, the last big match he has Exactly, left. right now, so yeah. So might as well it just have Thunder win be. it, and then you have a lot of people, a lot of heels you could run against Thunder now, too, on the company. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, Cody's gone. Yeah, we didn't talk about that at all. Uh, this yeah. is still news that genuinely I don't give a fuck about. I'm going to be 100% honest. I don't care. <laughs> When it came out, I was literally like, why is everyone freaking out? I don't... I'm like, it's just Cody. I can understand he's, like, kind of one of the founders, but, like, I genuinely don't care about him as a performer. I don't care about Brandy either, so... You're like... Wow. Honestly, my first thought, once it was, like, official, official, was, thank God I never have to listen to a Brandy segment ever again in my life. Thank you, Jesus. And we didn't get that horrific, her, Paige Van Zandt match, which I know that was coming. I'm like, oh. But... I uh, think we're done with every other wrestling we watch this week, unless you have anything else to talk no. about. Mm-mm. All right, so let's get into Noah. Mm. And <laughs> we picked a good day to talk about some I was Noah. Say, for sure. We truly did, didn't we? I guess we can talk about that before we get into the shows. Is uh, <sighs> yeah. if you haven't seen yet, um, apparently, uh, Hajime Ohara is a little bit of a uh, how do I even say a uh, woman, woman abuser? I guess. Know. I was like, I don't really even know what to say, to be honest. It's like, um, apparently a couple days ago, Rion Fujiwara posted, like, a blog, talk, basically him talking about his past, like, his first year in wrestling. It's, like, a lot of it's, like, talking about Wrestling New Classic, which he was in with uh, Hajime Ohara, but he was, apparently in the blog post, was talking about how uh, Hajime got kicked out of Wrestling New Classic because he was caught backstage abusing his girlfriend, Nagisa Nasaki, and that's how he got fired from the company. And I think that, was, like, apparently it's been rumored a while like, around that that, that was something that... that was like swirling around him. I didn't like to, I didn't know about that personally. Yeah, I say it's but a little harder to know with, yeah. But yeah, but Ryan pretty much confirmed, not confirmed, but confirms that himself saying that's what happened. So we kind of have a little bit of, I wouldn't say proof or anything that, it, but that's the reason, but it's confirmation, I guess, from someone that was there. Mm. And he also mentions that Ohara uh, was part of a cult that basically like abused women as well and. Yeah, that's news to everyone, it seems like, that he was in, like, yeah, some kind of... everyone is, like, a little, like, whoa, taken aback by that shit, for sure. 
and I can't remember if it was like in the blog post or not, but like people found proof of that being a thing because like the, the, his quarter section. I don't think section, it was in the blog post. But yeah, there's like pictures of his like Hajime's uh, sports section when he was in Wrestling oh, wow. New Classic. That basically was all like the people cult members in the crowd that were his support section. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. It's it's weird to talk about. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, Noah does something like like brings it up. Like personally, I think when I. I, if this was any other wrestling company, I don't think they'd do anything about it. Like, we just saw the evidence of New Japan, not quite the same thing, but they've had, they have problematic wrestlers on their roster and they just ignore it and just go around with business. I'd assume Noah would do the same thing, but I think the, um, their Western expansion and being owned by Cyber Agent and Takagi to, yeah. is going to have an effect on this. Because Takagi and Noah both are very heavy on the Western expansion. They want this to work. And if there's enough uproar in the West, West about it, I feel like they will do something about it. Because I don't think Takagi wants to fuck up his bag and lose West, like the, all the goodwill that Noah has with fans right now. Because of fucking Hajime and this weird shit. Mm. And also, it'd be it's be very awkward for uh, them not to do it when the, literally the, like, the face of the English Noah commentary is literally like the most online, on Twitter guy I know. Yeah. In Mark Pickering. <laughs> like, there's no fucking way Mark doesn't know this is going on. That's so. my thing. I'm like, there's no way. So we, you can't pretend like they don't know what's going on. They know, or unless yeah. Mark's just fucking not talking to anybody about it. But the thing is, too, there's plenty of wrestlers in Noah that speak English and know what's going on and pay attention to this kind of shit, too, mm. I think. So it's going to be interesting the next few couple days, I guess, see if anything happens. I, if I'm being perfectly honest, I'm not expecting anything to happen. It's wrestling. They don't I was, really I was just about, about to say that. I'm like, it's wrestling. It's still carny business at the end of the day, regardless if you're in... The United States, the UK, Japan, Australia, wherever the fuck. It's a carny business at the end of the day, so I don't really expect too much to come out of that, which is unfortunate now knowing everything that happened and, you know, kind of watching everything that we watched. And now it's like, oh, well, that's just, that's just fucking fantastic. But yeah, it's, it's a really shitty situation, but. Well, like I say, like I'm not expecting anything to happen, but I think, but because it's happening to Noah and because they're so gung ho about the Western expansion and all this yeah. shit and all this, gun, if it's gonna happen for any country or yeah, any country, any promotion for this to happen in, I think Noah's the promotion that where they, there's a chance possibly something will happen about it. Yeah, but we'll have to see. I guess, like I said, it, this just broke like a couple hours ago, and it just become daylight in Japan not too long, That's, a couple hours yeah, ago. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens, I guess. If anything. But uh, let's talk about the shows, at least. Uh, we can talk real quick about the... Um, since we're talking about the uh, Step Forward shows, they feature Goshiyazaki's Road to GAC. So, we'd be remiss not to talk about the uh, first match of that series from uh, No Higher Ground 2022, Day 2, January 27th. Takashi Sugiura defeating Goshiyazaki by referee stoppage in 23-24. Uh, I didn't take a whole lot of notes on this one, if I'm being honest, but it was a hell of a way to start off the, uh, series, that's for sure. Like, I guess, semi-spoiler alert, uh, every match in the series is fucking great. I was I, gonna I, say. I love them all, like, <laughs> yeah. for very different reasons, I guess, but they were all, like, very different styles of matches. Yeah, they all have their different reasons. I understand why, I get now more why I saw so many people ranking them differently. I was like, how the hell are we going from, like, one match at the top, and then someone else having the same one, like, third. I was like, I don't know. But now I totally understand. All were very, very, very fantastic matches. But, yeah, it's, uh... I definitely think of their uh, title match... What was it? Near, t- near the tail end of Go's Reign. 2020? Yeah. Was, mu- yeah. was better was than this. was much better. But this is still a fucking great match. Yeah. I definitely recommend checking it out. I loved, uh... Pretty much every match in this series had a different finish. For the most part, like this mm-hmm. one was stopped by was referee stoppage with like the guillotine shit that Suyura does, so that was awesome. But it's like I guess I'll talk about it more with like the other matches. But I don't know. I don't, honestly, I don't have much to say about this one. I, uh, I think this might be like my least favorite of the matches. Mm. Like I haven't really ranked about myself yet, but so I guess I'll kind of like do it on the air while we're <laughs> talking. But yeah, I was gonna say I, I think I, this I... might be my least favorite of the ones. Mm. But that's just because it's like I think. Well, I think the production helped a lot of the other matches because they were the shows with the full HD and different camera right. setup stuff. Yeah, that this also was... helped, especially with one match. It it, it definitely helped. <laughs> this was just like a normal 
airing yeah. of Noah, so it didn't it doesn't stand out quite as much as the other ones do, I think. And of course, we watched those first before we even watched uh, Sugi Sugi's match, so might be a little bit more biased mm-hmm. anyway. But looking at those shows, the uh, Noah Step Forward 2022 Day One from February 9th, Cork and Hall. The first match was uh, Kai Fujimura defeating Yasutaki Yano in 559. I thought it was a good start to the show. The camera's work looked beautiful. Mm. It could be a little shaky at times, but that's kind of always been the case with the cameras when they use those, like the HD ones. But I didn't notice it too much. Like, it's just now everything's filmed with these cameras, so it's a little more noticeable than, like, when they're just doing, like, it with, like, the Regular, entrance shots yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, not much to say about this match, though. We were, uh, we were just, t- I was just taken in the production, to be honest. I think that was the same with me. I was just noting how, you know, how pretty this whole presentation was looking. And, I mean, it's your typical, like, first match on the card to junior guys. Yeah. I mean, no, I'd say I still is decent match. But, yeah, just nothing that you really need to jump out of your seat to go see. Uh, the next match was Funky Express, King Tani, Muhammad Yone, and Akitoshi Saito defeating Masakita Mia, Yoshiki Namura, and Kinyo Okada in 958. <laughs> Go ahead and get this out of the way first. The, the usual plea for Okada to do something. I beg. I literally said basically the same thing. I was like, another review would know another time to mention that they need to do something with Okada. And it's like you could almost say the same thing about Inamura and Kitamiya, though. Like, I mean, oh, Ma- absolutely. Like, Masa just had his title challenge, I guess. But, like, all three of these dudes could be doing more important things and just, like, jobbing out to Funky Express, which, I mean, I like Funky Express, too, but I'm like, these I'm gonna say, I like them a something. lot, but yeah. But, yeah, like, I don't know, a pair of vacated tag titles, uh, that could have been for them. Huh. But... The match was fun. The match was pretty fun, though. It's like it's just mm, like mm-hmm. I just like to see these guys feature more prominently. And I do gotta say, I pop for like Saito breaking out the claw. I just I just fucking love that move for some reason. Just anytime anyone uses the claw, I'm just I don't know why I love that move so much. It's so stupid. <laughs> I would say definitely fine match. Um, a lot of fun. You know, that's what you always get with Funky Express. But yeah, like you said, it's really more just Aaron grievances at this point with how they treat like Okan all of them here really so yeah but yeah still still fine enough match and i guess we could talk about that here with the uh that muto and uh marafuji vacated the ah, yes, tag we titles didn't talk about that because that happened like while we were in between recordings muto had to find some way not to uh job to kaito i guess mm. <laughs> i'm joking but no like i do hope muto recovers and comes back soon it was a hip injury yeah hip like injury i think oh. yeah but yeah, they're doing a tournament on the uh, March 13th Budokan, Budokan show to uh, crown new champions. We got Kaito Kiyomiya and Daiki Inaba, uh, <laughs> Naomichi Marufuji and uh, Saki Mochizuki. Got uh, Keno and Funaki and Takashi Sugiura and a mystery partner, which I've seen a lot of people suggest it should be Hideki Suzuki, and I'm sure as fuck hope it is. I just suggest go, but whatever. That'd be cool, too. I'd like to see them as a team, honestly. I think it'd be something at least a little bit different, and it gets go at least with a title again. Yeah, it's just like, they, when they announced this shit, I was so fucking pissed off that Inamura and Kitamiya weren't involved. Like, can we just, like, I was just talking about it. Can we do something with these two? Like, these titles would have been perfect for them. I know. And, like, I don't instead, know. we're just throwing together random fucking singles guys to be understand. a tag team. And, like, I'm fine with that, because, like, Noah does, like, has a history of doing that, obviously. It's just I don't know. I'm I'm not saying I wouldn't be on it, like wouldn't be excited for any of these people to win it. It's just I don't know. I wish we could get some like actual teams in this division again. I know, I know. And I don't think anyone in this grouping really needs the titles right now. Like if anyone, I guess I'd like to see Sagira win the titles again with somebody. That'd be pretty yeah, sick. Yeah. Like Keno and Funaki, there's no fucking reason to have them be champs. Marufuji and uh, Mojizuki winning would be cool, I guess. And But, like, there's other things I want Marufuji to be doing, honestly. Instead of this, yeah. And uh, same for Kaito and Inaba. So, I don't know. We'll Inaba see. should be tearing Marufuji's face off in a singles match, but we'll see if that happens. At least this tournament will potentially continue that. At least, like, brackets or anything. But I'd imagine they're going to pair off Kaito and Inaba and Marufuji and Mochizuki just to continue that feud a little bit. Mm. Let's see. Next match, uh, Speak of the Devil. Uh, Hajime Ohara and Hao uh, defeated Kongo, Nio, and Aliha in 831. Um, but, uh, anyway. 
I guess how and Neo are just gonna like attack each other from the jump in every I match love now. It, like I love how he these two are in any time they meet now. Other feuds could learn a thing or two about them, I think, but from them, but uh pretty fun junior action. Had some cool floppy shit or flippy shit with Ollie Ha and my boy Hal picking up the win Hal picked up the win here and uh I don't know. Just fun junior shit. Easy undercard stuff for Noah. Oh, for sure, yeah. I, I thought it was a fun match, but now it's like looking back, I'm like, do I really want to say that shit? But at least I still got Howe and Neo uh, killing it. But, yeah. Oh, Ali Ha as well. So. Um, I, mean, I said this on Twitter yeah. too, but I'll, just, I'll say it on the podcast. It's like. Oh, I, is it about Ali Ha All Japan? Yes, yeah, like I'm so happy he didn't <laughs> end up being on All Japan. Like, I, I was begging him for him to be in All Japan because, like, no one was really booking him at the time, really. And then, like, finally All Japan started booking him more regularly, and I was begging for him to sign there because i think he'd be a good fit for their, divi- their junior division too that division dire anyway but, but nah he is a perfect fit for noah's juniors and this gimmick change in ollie and becoming a heel and the all red and all that shit like it's, it's amazing it's made for him the best career decision he could have made i think mm, i agree yeah i'm really happy that he landed here in congo Let's uh, see, next match was uh, Kotaro Suzuki, Super Crazy, and Daiki Naba defeating Naomi Chimara Fuji, Atsushi Kotoga, and Junta Miyake in 11.54. That's not even the longest one yet. <laughs> uh, glad to see they are finally picking up this Inaba and Marufuji feud yes. back up like we were just talking about. Incredible tension. It seemed to be the direction for him before like Inaba, his mystery of disappearance, a couple years, like last year or whatever. Mm. Like he'd been around and know for a while, but I, I think a feud with Marufuji might be what can like get him over the hump and ingratiate himself with the fans a little bit more. Because maybe it's just me, but I don't feel like most Noah fans really give a shit about him. Yeah. Um, like I mean, yeah. It doesn't help like how start and stop his run and Noah has been. But hopefully this gets him back on track. Because his spots with Marfuji were like the best things about this match. And like a lot of the matches on these uh, two or these three Cork and Hall shows. Like all the interactions between them were amazing. Yeah, you pretty much said everything. <laughs> uh, next match was uh, Kaito Kimiya defeating Haida in 12.01. Had a fair amount of mat wrestling and Haida working Kaito's arm. A lot of the limb work looked pretty legitimately painful to me. Kaito is also just shows a different level of aggression when he faces juniors, which oh, is always pretty fun. Seeing another match on night two, I think. Uh, won't be a match I think about again, but it, it was pretty good. Like, Haida hasn't been too bad lately. And I think this was definitely a uh, good way to start, um, like, the whole HD camera thing. You know, you have Kaito, you have Haida to... Uh, Big fan favorites for the girls, mm-hmm. gays, days, yeah. So that that was definitely <laughs> that was a nice portion of it. But yeah, I don't think it was. I don't think it was a bad match at all. But I'm kind of like you. It's like something that I probably won't think about again. But definitely not. Definitely not a bad way to spend like 12 minutes, I guess. Uh, next match was Los Paris del Mall de Japón. I saw wrong guy Yohei and Ada defeating uh, Stinger, <laughs> uh, Yoshino Yaragawa, Seiki Yoshioka, and Yuya Susumu uh. at 77. Like, Ada in this water shit he's obsessed with, and Noah is just amazing for some reason. Like, man carrying around a case of water to the ring for no reason, and then played into another match late, later in the, the series of shows. But, uh, I don't know, it's just truly an amazing gimmick, and it's just such a stupid idea, and only Ada could make it work. <laughs> but, uh, to be honest, I don't have anything to say about this match itself, though. It was just... It was there, I guess. The match itself was pretty much just kind of standard fare, what you probably would have expected from majority of them in the match, I guess. But, hey, at least you had some other pretty people here to look at in the cameras. So that was, uh, that was at least a highlight for me. Yep. <laughs> uh, next match was a GFC Junior Heavyweight title match. Tadasuke Harada defeated Tadasuke in 1141. First of all, Tadasuke got robbed. Agree. But, but yeah, they packed so much into such a short time in this yeah. match. No fluff, all action, exactly what I want from a junior title match. Well, pretty much any match, but uh, especially a junior <laughs> title match like this. I really couldn't find anything to complain about this match if I tried. Like, thank God Harada's champ again, because these are the kind of matches I've missed a lot. Hopefully he can continue that with Super Crazy as uh, uh... he came out the challenge after the match. Uh, pray to God Super Crazy doesn't win this title, but I don't trust Nasawa at all not to put the belt on him. I say after the All Japan shenanigans of him winning that title, I don't trust Nasawa to not put it on him. So. But uh, we'll see, I guess. Uh, would much prefer to see Harada walking into the Budokan for this for junior sure. show as champ instead of Super Crazy, should. but we'll see. I think he should. If he doesn't, that's a little silly. But again, it's Nasawa. I don't. <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason to uh, what madness he causes. But yeah, definitely agree. Really good match. Uh, Tadasuke should have won. I'll keep yelling for Tadasuke to uh, 
win the title, but then that would mean that I'm yelling for, like, a bunch of other people, because I still want a how title reign, but that's a different story. But yeah, definitely overall, a uh, pretty good match. Uh, some of the main events was uh, Sugira Gun, Takashi Sugira, Kazuyuki Fujita, and Kendo Kashin defeating Kongo, Keno, Nat- Kazuhiko Nakajima, and Manabu Soya in 2055. I think the match was pretty good, but uh, to be honest, I was mostly just interested in like, seeing Fujita and Nakajima reactions, which there were quite a bit of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, Fujita's an absolute menace, just, like showing his ass to Keno during the Kongo pose Fucking before the match. Beautiful. And then just like walking away, like taking the GHC title with him after he won the match. I don't really like the fact that Nakajima ate the ball here. I still hate that. That is my biggest gripe with the match, but yeah. Like, I never really like seeing champs getting beaten ahead of title it. matches, but uh, if it means uh, Fujita agreed to uh, get pinned in the title match in exchange for pinning the champion here, I'll take it, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, that was like the big takeaway from the match is the interaction with them. There was also a point in the match where, well, this was basically leading up to um, Nakajima getting pinned. Fujita pointed the fuck out of Nakajima's head and the camera fucking missed it. I was lucky I saw it on Twitter. Someone had actually found a video where you could see it. That shit sounded so disgusting, but it was... Ugh. I was so mad the camera missed that shit. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, and speaking of Vegeta and Nakajima reactions, they had the press conference for the show this yeah. morning, and uh, fucking uh, Nakajima just dumped fucking beer all over his head. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Definitely good uh, meme potential for those pictures from coming out of that press conference, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. I, I love that shit. And the uh, main event was the second match of Go's uh, trial, or not trial series, but uh, Road to GHC. Masato Tanaka defeated Go Chizaki in 2012. Probably the match in this Road to uh, GHC series that uh, I was most looking forward to. Probably that or, or the Sugiura match, but like I said earlier, the Sugiura match didn't, wasn't as great as I hoped it would be, I guess. But uh, this one, I... Was this one I enjoyed the most? Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see until we talk about the rest of them. Mm. But this was uh, exactly what you would expect from these two. Uh, an absolute war, hard-hitting. They did the same shit you've seen just about every Tanaka match these days, but they're always great, no matter how many times he does the basically the same match every time. But uh, I think the new uh, camera work shined uh, very well in this match. Yes, it was very nice. But I think it played well in like, pretty much all the matches. But yeah, definitely a very great ma- main event. Just more of this great Go series. Like, Go, I guess I can talk about it now, is, like, Go is, like, one of, like, the, probably my wrestler of the year right now, but it helps he's had the most chances, too, to do it yeah, in this I trial series and say, stuff. Yeah, he's literally had the most chances here by himself with this trial series, so. And then his title match against Nakajima earlier in the year. Top-tier, it's, like, yeah. this this man is just killing this it so far as he already, and, like, he just came back from injury, and he's fucking <laughs> amazing. Like, he, he hasn't lost a step at all. Go is absolutely just, he... I don't know how he continues to get better. I, I truly don't know. Um, as soon as they announced this trial series, I was like, well, fuck. He's already pretty much in contention for wrestler of the year and definitely was with this match. I I thought this was just a fantastic match and they gave me exactly what I asked for in it throughout. Uh, like you said, the camera work was absolutely beautiful. This was really the first, uh, the first day that we got to see it all play out in true... It's true glory, but yeah, it was it was it was just really 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 good shit. But I'm sure everyone has said that about these matches anyway. But we'll just add on, I guess. And like, I know they probably can't do it for like everything, but I'd love to see them like do this uh, camera work all the time, or at I least wish, like for bigger yeah. shows and stuff. At least for bigger shows. Yeah. Like it'd be nice if they did that for this show coming up this Wednesday. But I don't think they announced anything like that. Not that I know of, no. So. uh... I don't know. Either way, I'm like I'm loving this new camera work. Hopefully, they can make it more of a thing, more regularly at mm. least. Uh, next show was the uh, day two of the step forward from uh, February 10th. First match was Congo, Neo, and Aliha defeating Kenny Okada and Kai Fujimura. Uh, pretty fine opener. Uh, nothing too crazy or worthy of note, if I'm being honest. Like I like Kai going for all these slash pins at the end mm. and like trying to steal the win away, but in the end, uh, Neo just gets to, gets back in the win column here. Yeah, like you said, nothing bad. Um, I definitely thought Kai and Aliyah worked well together, but I think overall everyone just had a pretty solid match for the opener. Uh, next match was Tadasuke defeating Howe in 74. Hard for me not to compare this to like both the junior title match the night before mm-hmm. and Howe and Neo's match a few shows back. This didn't live up to either one of those, if I don't think. like It's still good, and I I, get, I just had hoped to have a, yeah. see a little more heat to it, okay. like the Howe and Neo match. Just me. 
like I know they weren't tag partners like Yao and Neo were, but they were still former stablemates. So I was kind of looking for a little more aggression, I guess. But yeah, I still thought that was very good. Those I, last few minutes were really good. Mm-hmm. Were really really good stuff. And it was a nice uh, clash of styles between Tadasuke's more physical offense and how yeah. like more high flying, high speed, and like craftiness. So it was cool. Yeah, I was saying you hit the nail on there. There. <laughs> uh, next match was Congo, Keno, Katsuki Nakajima, and Manabu Soya defeating Funky Express, King Tani, Muhammad Yone, and Akitoshi Saito in 823. Uh, beginning with Nakajima and Saito just kicking the shit out of each yeah. other, rocks. And then later, like Saito lifted Soya up for like this like stalled brainbuster, followed by claw another claw attempt. But uh, Soya blocked it. Like honestly, Saito was like the truly the MVP Saito of this match. Was I think. MVP, man. He was killing it in this match. And uh, uh, Soya picked up a rare win here, so that's good uh, to see, that's too. That's what I was shocked about. I was like, oh, okay, well. I mean, yeah, I'll definitely take that. That's that's good for Soya, for sure. Uh, let's see. Next match was Stinger, uh, Haida, and Seki Yoshioka defeating Los Peros del Mal de Japón. I saw Ronga and Yohei in 9.56. And I wrote this before I realized that Seki was injured, but I said, it was like, my boy Seki really going to injure himself or someone else in the crowd doing that springboard dive to the outside, to, like, over the fence one day. Like, apparently it's a heel injury, and I'm like, yeah, no fucking shit you injured a heel doing that spot every match. <laughs> like, this man, like, landed hard on his heel every, basically every show, or at least any, nearly every show. I'm like, yeah, no shit you're gonna hurt your heel, you idiot. And I'm surprised it took this long, honestly. But, it's like, yeah, every time I see um, him do this mat- that spot, like, I always think about that time he nearly landed on that Noah commentator lady. Oh my god, that was so funny. <laughs> I shouldn't say funny, but it, it was. But, uh, yeah, I'm not really feeling this Paros and Stinger feud, if I'm being honest. Like, oh, really? No. This match didn't really change my mind. Maybe well. it was all the Haida and Osawa mat work, but uh, whenever it was Seiki and Yohei in there, it was pretty entertaining. And That's exactly what I said. I was like, at least the highlight for me was Seiki and Yohei. And uh, Seiki just being a complete dickhead to Yohei after the match, oh, after he beat him, was just fantastic. awesome. But, yeah, it was, it was all right. It was all right. <laughs> Uh, next match was uh, more uh, Los Peros del, del Ma de Japón. Ada, Kotoro Suzuki, and Super Crazy defeating uh, Kaito Kiyomiya, Yoshinari Ogawa, and Kasutaki Yano in 1911. I thought this match was like loads of fun. Peros were supposed to be the heels, but I, I feel like Ogawa and Kaito were kind of out healing them at points. Kaito was straight bullying at some points, man. Yeah, he was just bullying these juniors. He was, was legit awesome. bullying. I love it. But uh, Peros got the chance when Yano finally tagged in. Yano had some impressive pin attempts near mm-hmm. the end, but uh, ate the fall in the end. And I just loved, after the match, fucking Ada and Ogawa fighting over Ada's I water. I fucking love this. Like, I love whatever this is. It's the best. I'm telling, give me a fucking singles match between Ogawa and Ada. I'm begging. And, uh, let's see. Next match was, uh, a big one. Uh, Takashi Sugira, Kaz- Kazuchi Sakuraba, Masato Tanaka, Daisuke Harada, and Hajime Ohara defeating Asuchi Kotoge, Yoshiki Inamura, Daiki Inaba, Masaki Inamiya, and Junta Miyaki in 1801. Good job. <clears throat> and, like I said, it was just a huge multi-man. The match was fine. It was kind of cool seeing all the Seki Gun Juniors on opposite sides this time, which I think is rare. At least feels rare to me. Feels rare to me as well. But yeah, that's like really like the only thing I was really taking in in the match is just seeing them go off against each other. Yeah, for once. yeah. I would say it just just a huge mismatch of a bunch of people that honestly they probably could have shaved some time off of this, but it, it was still fine for a semi. Oh, uh, that wasn't some of mine, though. The some of mine Wait, was uh, <laughs> Namichi Marufuji. <laughs> Damn it! But yeah, the some of mine was uh, Namichi Marufuji defeating Goshi Izaki in 23-23. This match was just all about the chops. Absolutely sickening sounds as these two just repeatedly laid them God. into each other. Gunshots. Like Noah's been praised for their style adapting the best to clap crowds, and the shit like this is exactly why. And like, Go is one of like the best at mm-hmm. like showcasing that, including like his title reign in COVID. Like, so it's been missed seeing him bringing back those chops, and Maru definitely held his own in that department if you check out Ghost's chest during this match. Oh, yeah, speaking of these fools, um, if you follow Maru or Go uh, and Tanaka, I think, on Twitter, they were pretty much showing off their, their scars. Oh, of course they were. Uh, Maru Fuji was, like, something like he couldn't get a tan because, you know, mm-hmm. he still has uh, some spots from Ghost chops, which I'm, like, shocking. Go then quote tweeted and was like his pinky finger like shifted <laughs> after doing. I was like, oh no! I think Tanaka Tanaka did join in too for, with the chops, but I don't remember what he said. But it was still pretty funny. But uh, this match had like one of the best camera shots I've seen in a while with oh, like Ghost. Sh- like Go was struggling to get back in the ring. 
being it was like being shot from above when just as he was like fully into the ring, you see Marfu just flying over the ref out of nowhere off the top rope to like drop Hiko's arm. So so sick. Which was uh like pretty much his main target throughout the match. I probably wouldn't have been as cool like from a normal shot, but because like how they were show like showing it from above mm-hmm. it was just so much cooler. Marfuji was breaking out a shiny wizard for his tag partner was great. And the finish was different than the other matches in Ghost Series in that he didn't really get beat. Marfuji just kind of yeah, like out, outmaneuvered and like stole the win, which I liked. Like, I really enjoyed how like, I, all, I these, that a lot. all these endings were different. And this one made the most sense for Marfuji because yes. it's like more like he probably shouldn't be, be beating Go in normal circumstances. So him kind of like rolling him mm. up was kind of smart, I guess. Yeah, was like that definitely made a lot of sense. Um, and even like after that, just the emotion that Go portrayed, like. He's portrayed a lot of emotions, like, all these matches, but just seeing him, like, he was just super shocked. He was like, how the hell did you actually beat me? Just like you were saying, it was like Mara Fuji probably shouldn't have won in under normal circumstances. So, I definitely give uh, Go a lot of kudos, because I think he definitely shows a lot of emotion more often than a lot of um, the other guys. But, yeah, this this match is fucking ruled. I absolutely fucking love this match. Uh, those chops were absolutely ridiculous. Uh, both their, uh, <laughs> I would say both their titties just looking like some minced meat afterwards. I don't know how they do that shit, but yeah, just incredible action, incredible, like he said, all the gorgeous, gorgeous shots. Yeah, just, just really good stuff. And the main event was a GTC national title match. Masakatsu Funaki yeah. defeating <laughs> Masaki Mojizuki in 901. Uh, what's better than this guys being dudes? Or should I say two old guys just beating the absolute piss out of each other? Like, it started out on the mat and ended on the mat with, like, a submission finish. But, like, the meat of the match was just them striking the shit out of each other. And uh, I think it was a lot better than the match where uh, Funaki won the title against Keno, that's for sure. But, yeah. but yeah, it was just very fun, uh, very short match. And uh, just Which I, I, love. I really enjoyed this a lot. I think that's, like, the best part of it for me is sub-10 in a main event for Noah. I, I will take that. I'll give that the biggest kudos in the world. But yeah, it was definitely a super solid main event. A lot of fun, like you said, just old dudes beating the piss out of each other. I don't I don't think it really gets much better than that overall. And finally, the last show uh, for the uh, Noah Step Forward 2022. This one's day three from February 11th. First match was Daisuke Harada and Hao defeating Kongo, Neo and Aliha in 1208. Uh, and then another fine opener. Continues the How and Neo feud, which I would imagine is a feud that they'd like to continue to stay heated. Maybe it can culminate on, on like the big Junior Budokan, Budokan show. If nothing else, it's like a feud that can help draw a little bit more eyes to their innovation shows, I guess. But uh, I don't know. Still, just more How and Neo. Welcome to me. Uh, next match was uh, Kazushi Sakuraba, Muhammad Yone, and Hajime Ohara defeating Takashi Sugira. King Tani and Junta Miyaki in 1329. This was such a weird match, man. Like I know. <laughs> like Saku and Sugi on opposite sides, as well as King Tani and Yone on opposite sides. But it was fun with Tani and Yone, like each doing like the funky poses at each other. I don't know. It's pretty fun. Just mostly just a lot of silliness, more than any kind of like great wrestling, which is fine for the, what they were going for. Like this, like third night straight here for them and undercard match. I mean, yeah, like, they're probably like whatever, dude. And like I love the finishing sequence. Like finishing match sequence between, or finishing mat sequence between uh, Junta and Sakuraba. That was just fucking sick. Like, oh yeah, that was super cool. Like Junta just like judo threw him and like got him an armbar, but Sakuraba was able to reverse it and get into like a leg hold, and that's how he got the submission finish over Junta. But yeah, that was just really fun stuff. Yeah, definitely agree. Um, thought it was fun all around, but yeah, don't expect like the best wrestling match ever, but. I was enjoyed, so, you know, I can't really complain too much about that. Uh, next match was Atsushi Kotoge defeating Tadasuke <laughs> in 852, and the match was alright. Like, yeah, it's a little disappointing to me. It's probably, like, the worst junior singles match of the three nights, unfortunately. Mm. But, hey, like, they can't all be winners. But And both guys are great. Like, I'm not saying they were bad wrestlers because they had a b- bad match together. Like, oh, no. Because they just don't have the, match, the magic together, I guess. But uh, Kotoge gets the win here, and... Uh, yeah, Tadasuke is just back losing again, I guess. Sage. Uh, next match was uh, Kongo, Katsuhiko Nakajima, and Manabu Soya defeating Yoshiki Inamura and Kinyo Okada in 10-15. Here we go again. 
Uh, pretty rare team up of Nakajima and Soya. At least feels like it. Like I know to, no, it I, is, yeah. No idea if they've ever been in a straight up tag match together, and I was kind of too lazy to look it up. But uh, everything about this match on paper looked great. Lived up to those expectations. Starting off with like some beefy interactions between Soya and Inamura mm. before Okada tagged in, and he's just getting beaten around by Nakajima and, uh, and Soya. Inamura got back in for a bit, but in the end, uh, our boy Okada eats the L yet again. Sad. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this match. Uh, next match was Yoshinari Ogawa, Haida, Yuya Susumu, and Yasutaki Yano defeating Los Peros del Mal de Japon, Nasoa Ronga, Yohei, Koto Suzuki, and Super Crazy in 447. Match is short and fine. Yano got the fucking win over Nasawa, which is amazing. I was say, the match itself isn't important. That was important. But yeah, and, and oh, the end. Oh, and afterwards. Yeah, I say, guess. who cares about the, all of that, though? Like, real story is the angle after the match where Yohei gets kicked out of Peros. And uh, I don't think Yohei fit in with Peros to begin with. So him getting booted isn't super surprising, I guess. Like, I figured it would happen eventually. But it still felt a little early for it. But uh, I guess the junior division was too stagnant because. Yeah. How change of factions just sparked everything, and we've hit like three faction changes in like a month, and I'm expecting I'm more. Sure honestly, we're, yeah, I was gonna say, and I'm sure some more are gonna come up. Don't but worry. Anyway, yeah, Yohei didn't fit in with Paris, as I said. Honestly, I don't think uh, he, I don't think he fits in with like, anyone in the junior landscape right now. To be quite mm-hmm. honest, like he definitely doesn't fit in with like Segigun, in my opinion. He ain't really joining Stinger because I do, so that's not an option. But I think that'd probably be the best place for him, honestly. Like, maybe Congo, but, like, they just got a new member, so. Mm. Yeah, I don't, like, Yohei's in a weird spot for me. Like, I, like the current landscape, I know, I just don't think he really belongs in it, like, faction-wise. I think Suzuki doesn't fit in Paros more than Yohei does or didn't. Speaking of Suzuki, though, like, he did not seem, like, interested in beating up Yohei. Oh, yeah, in that's that. like, great. He was genuinely, like, why? Like, like Nosawa and... Super crazy. We're all in on beating his ass, but like Suzuki, like he joined in, but like at first he's just kind of like very I, reluctant. He's like I guess, it. all right, sure. That's, if that's what we're doing today, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, and like Yohei got bloody as fuck. Like I don't know what happened. It was a fucking chair shop, probably. Oh, okay. Like that's I, right, yeah. But they like they took forever to do like all like him joining Segi on angle. I'm like, can we get, like move this along so my boy can get some medical attention? Like he was gushing. But, uh, yeah, next match. M's Alliance, uh, Naomi Chimara Fuji, Masato Tanaka, and Masaki Mochizuki defeated Kaito Kiyomiya, Masaki Tamiya, and Daiki Inaba in 1842. Uh, that was a pretty good match. It uh, continued the storyline of Inaba and Marufuji, which was the most important thing about the match, and honestly, like, probably the best parts of the match, just like these two interact, continuing to interact together. And, uh, on, but honestly, Inaba's getting his ass beat most of this match. That again. was hilarious, man. And he ended up eating the fall here anyway, like, yeah, just yeah. like just like Go did on like the last mat with um, Marfuji. Inaba was like just like looking at the ref, getting all pissed off. I was like, really? That wasn't three, bitch. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. It was fine. I thought it was fine too. I just yeah, I don't think it needs to be so long, but eh, it's fine. And the last match, the main event, Keno defeated Goshizaki in seventeen forty six. Unfortunately, Congo lives to see another day as Keno was able to win the match here. Going in, it really felt like Keno would be, like, the one victory go got you in the series. You would think. That's what everyone thought. And then... And, like, then it would be the catalyst for Nakajima to finally take over the unit and kick out Keno. But, no, Go just loses every match in the series. Which, I've seen people complain about. But, like, if he isn't being reinserted in the title picture immediately, does it really matter that he lost all these matches? No. Plus, he, like, he just returned from injury. So, honestly, it works in the story that... He wouldn't. He would be in a losing streak. He's yeah, not. Like, I'm like, this he may be wrestling. Like, he may be wrestling like he's still the same go. But like kayfabe wise, I guess it may make sense that he's not. He didn't, he's not quite in his groove yet. And uh, Keno took advantage of the other's arm work from the previous matches in the series, and uh, he continued it here, adding in his like last like loud as hell kicks to go against Go's chops. Like Go continued with the chops per usual, but it didn't work out for him in the end. With Keno hitting two back-to-back PFSs for the win. Sick. And honestly, if I like had been watching this live, I'd have been thinking Go was going to win the match with how dominant he was, the majority of it. Mm-hmm. Also, I do wish that PS5... or P- yeah, PS5. <laughs> PS5, why are you thinking about the PlayStation? The uh, PFS on the apron that Keno did. Like, I wish I'd gotten the same treatment as the Marfuji camera shot that I mentioned from Night 2. Because that would look pretty sick as hell from above. Like him just fucking kicking the shit out of Go on the apron. But uh, unfortunately, it was just a normal shot. Though it was kind of, kind of, was very slow to do it. Like he 
apparently he's like scared of heights, so it, like, oh my god, it's really funny him like so going funny. up, going up to the top rope, and like kind of like making sure he got perfect balance before he actually do- jumped off. <sighs> but uh, yeah, this is fucking awesome too. So yeah, I was gonna say this match was fucking sick as fuck. I love this one too. Um, pretty much said it all. Uh. Yeah, I, I don't really know how much more we could really compliment Go. Just with me in this whole storyline, I'm just kind of like, I'm trying to think of how this plays out for him in the future. I mean, I know obviously, like, right away, he may not get, I don't know, it's weird. Because I- it's like, talking to someone else about this, and it's like, so he loses all these matches. He's going to be in a tag match against Nakajima and some other Congo members. I can't remember the top of my head like two days after the 23rd so i'm like if nakajima wins like who you know some they're gonna try and set that shit up with this but i'm like Go's really the only viable one in the match that i can remember because i think it's him and like someone or two other people from funky express and i don't remember who it is but i think sugira's in it too is it sugi i think it's go sugi and oh fuck what the hell am i fucking thinking (laughs) But I can't remember, but... I'm pretty sure there's a Funky Express member in it, but I don't remember. But, I mean, I, I think Never someone... mind, if Sugi's in it, then... Yeah, never mind. I think someone's just gonna come out challenge, honestly. Yeah, that could happen, I guess. And, like... We... I didn't even really think about that part. But we were talking about it off mic uh, a couple, like, a day or two ago. Like, like what really is there next for Nakajima? Like, that is, for the yeah, Budokan show, it's like... That's also, like, the biggest thing. Like, I don't really know. That's another thing I've been thinking about is, like, what really is there right now for Nakajima... Like Truly. I, like, I think the biggest matches you have for him are Kaito, Go, and Keno. And they're not doing... And Kaito, like we said, we don't Kaito's think fucking dropping out shit, so... Who, like, or Kaito's not doing anything, and, like... Yeah. I, I think it'd be kind of stupid to have him challenge right now. I wouldn't, no. Go's no. not challenging. He literally just did, and plus he's on a losing streak. Mm. Keno, you only do if you're finally kicking Keno, Keno out literally, of Congo. Yeah, Keno literally is only if he's about to be tossed from Congo. So... Who do you do? Or Nakajima kinda... started his own thing, but that's a different story. <laughs> like, I think Go is going to challenge later in the year again. He for sure will. I'd be shocked if he didn't challenge anymore. He's going to challenge. I think Go or Kaito is going to be the one to beat Nakajima. More leaning towards Kaito, but... Will that happen this year? I don't know. But, I don't know. Just... I really don't know who you have Nakajima face next. And uh, this is now a kind of a glaring pro. It's kind of been a problem but this is a glaring problem i think with noah is like there's really nobody there right now to challenge like because you don't want to give away your big matches on like some small show like you have to save a lot of these for big shows well the thing is like the next challenge is gonna be a budokan so it's gonna it needs to be a big challenger and it's like you really only have three and it's like like I keep thinking it's gonna be Sagira right now, just because. Which I'm fine with that. I'm fine oh, with that match is gonna fuck, but but yeah. it's just like, unless they're gonna bring somebody in, I don't know who. Stop, stop! You're making me think of what you told me earlier, <laughs> and I really don't want to think about that right now. But yeah, I don't know. But anyway, back to Gove's. Oh yeah, do you want to rank? I say let's rank them. Rank? I guess. I haven't really like I haven't I, I, put too much I thought have. into it yet. So could be more off the top of the head but what's yours i guess if you have you've been thinking about it i'd say keno was my favorite actually okay and then marafuji tanaka sugi kind of in the same boat as you like i like I, you, I think you can easily switch marafuji and, and keno i mean obviously it depends on what you like as a viewer you can easily switch any of them doesn't really matter but that's just that's just how i see it but yeah okay Right now, I'm feeling. I think I do the same order as you. Just yeah, swap Keno and Marafuji. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Was, I don't know. There was something special about Marafuji match. I don't know oh, what it sure. is. Oh, for sure. Like to me. when I say like I rank them like this, they're literally like not even neck and neck. They're like there's such a tiny gap in me putting Keno over the Marafuji match. It's so it's it's, it's a tiny ass gap. I think the Tanaka match is just as good as those two too. Exactly, so it's like, and that's yeah. It's I'm just like, like all of them are great so it's just like just watch them all <laughs> i would know. say all matches have something for everybody so you could think the sugi match is the best and think keno or marafuji is like the worst one but at the end of the day they're all still great matches so you don't really lose as a viewer anyway but i think that's it next episode which will be next week we are going yes. to record next week i'm we're gonna make it happen somehow, but because but there's there's a ton of shit happening this week that I was I'm gonna, gonna say, want to talk we about. We have a lot of content, so yeah. So yeah, next week 
Next episode will be uh, we're going to be talking about All Japan's Cork and Hall show from this Wednesday, featuring uh, Kento defending the Triple Crown against Abdullah Kobayashi, Runaway Suplex defending the Heavyweight Tag Titles against Kumadoi, Shigehiro Irie defending the Garoa TV Title against Sami Kodaka, Sugi defending the Junior Title against Karo Sato, plus the uh, next big Noah show we were kind of just referencing uh, Nakajima defending the GHC against uh, Kaz Vegeta, Harada defending the Junior oh, Title yeah. against Super Crazy. Katoge and Yohei challenging or facing Hayata and Seiki for the vacated junior tag titles. And also the Great huh? Cork. What? Never mind. But uh, anyway, yeah, the uh, Great Cork and Hall show, which is taking place tomorrow as us recording. It's it's Hayata and Susumu. Oh, I keep. Yeah, that's why, right. I, would, okay, it is that's why I was spaced out. I was like, wait a minute, Seiki. <laughs> I don't know. Ignore <laughs> Yeah, it's maybe, it's maybe, maybe I was wishing for Seiki, and that's I why I wrote Seiki. Sorry, he was at the press conference today, so no, there's no Seiki. But anyway, uh, yeah, the uh, great court. We're gonna talk about the great Cork and Hall show, which takes place tomorrow, for, as as of us recording, featuring the conclusion of the G Rex ta- title tournament, uh, T Hog versus Al Lindemann and Takanori Ito versus Hayato Tamura, and the winners of those face off to crown the first champ. All right, Gundy Head, who wins G Rex title? Um, uh, <laughs> I'm still sticking with my boy Tamara. That'd be nice. Oh, what the hell? I'll say no. I'll say Lindemann. Interesting. I don't really know. I don't know. I think the winner's gonna be Ito or Tamara. Like whoever wins that's gonna win. It this. should be. It should be a new guy. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, we got a lot to talk about next week. So uh, come back next episode and uh, hear us talk about it. That is it, though. If you want to follow the pod, you can do so at one Rusty Pod. If you want to follow Caitlin, you can do so at Tinky Time Bomb. And if you want to follow me, you can do so at ASPIR underscore. But that's it. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, everybody.